You're listening to the No Gray Areas podcast with Patrick McCullough. Our guest today is Kevin Kitt. He teaches us how our failures become life lessons and what it means to fail fast and fail forward. Let's jump in. So Kevin, welcome to the No Gray Areas podcast. So good to have you here. We've known each other for about a year now, right? That's right. I think it's coming on a year. But you have a fascinating story, fascinating background, at least to me, um, because I had two kids in the Marine Corps. My dad was in the Marine Corps, but you spent some time in the Marine Corps, right? Out of high school? I did. Yeah. 18 years old. I enlisted in the Marine Corps. That was 1986. Yeah. Just had my 35th anniversary, September 2nd, which I had to reflect on that. Wow. Actually entered. 35 years ago, September 2nd, you went into the Marine Corps? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Now you did something special in the Marine Corps though, which some of the audience wouldn't understand, but you, you were Marine recon, right? I was. That's a big deal. Yeah. Which means for the audience that doesn't know, uh, you can run. And run. <laughs> I could and run. run and yeah. run. Okay. Thirty years ago, I could run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's a lot of running. That's, that's a lot of running. Pretty a lot impressive. of swimming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else did you do in the Marine Corps? What well, was, you know, I, I, you had I really. Duty? Yeah, I had an interesting career because um, I did spend six and a half years in the Marines, and during that time, I actually had three MOSs, which is your military occupational special, yeah. which is your job yeah. title. Job. Which most Marines only have one. And they yeah. most certainly now I think Josiah may have two yeah, at this he's point. Had two, yeah. Son, yeah. But I had three in six and a half years, which most, you know, career Marines may have three or four. Yeah. Twenty plus years. Yeah, so, you, so I did a lot in a short period of time. Yep. And so I yeah, I did. I started out in infantry. I was O three eleven. And then I went to recon is O three twenty one. And then I finished up as eighty one fifty one, which is Marine Security Guard. So you saw a lot of success during those years. Right. I did. I had a very good military career. Had I stayed in, I think I was on the right path to yeah have a very long career. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, there was a president inaugurated in uh, January of 93 that changed my mind. Yeah. And uh, the rest is history. You didn't want to be in the military? No, not at okay. that time. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. not a good time to, to stay in. Yep. So yep. Yeah. I did get out. So you get out of the Marine Corps and did you go right into personal security or what, what was the... Yeah, not a, not a, I kind of bumped around for a couple of years trying yeah. to figure out what I was going to do. And then ultimately, I kind of went back to where my career brought me to that point. I got into, you know, high level security in Los Angeles. So I did the kind of the Hollywood thing for about yeah. four years. Yeah. You've um, thrown out some names on people that you and you don't have to now if you don't want yeah. to. But it was definitely high level security. Yeah, like I was around yeah, a lot. Yeah. Of very you weren't famous. guarding someone like me. <laughs> you were guarding like famous people. But yeah. OK, so again, you saw a lot of success then during those years, right? I did. And from there, you know, I decided to leave. L.A. was not for me. You know, I did my four years. That was enough. Because Uh, you grew up where? Well, I grew up in Arkansas. And so I'm just a southern boy. Yeah, yeah. You you can hear. Served as a Marine. still hear a little bit of Arkansas. Absolutely. So so you you are in L.A. then working security and you're like, this this L.A. lifestyle isn't for me? It was not for me. Okay. No, absolutely. I, I had a good experience, a lot of exposure. Like you said, I met a lot of famous people. Um, but I was ready to move on. And that took me to uh, another successful career is in uh, corporate security. I ended up working for Sony and I spent 12 years yeah. in Mexico crossing the border every day. So that was another interesting period of my life. Yeah, yeah. So that. were you in Texas at that time? Then? I, I started out in California. So I spent a year uh, in Tijuana, Mexico, and then I transferred out to Laredo, Texas on the border. Yeah. And I crossed over to Nuevo Laredo. And yeah. we had two Sony facilities there, and I was in charge of security yeah. for that. So I did that for 11 years. Well, this is the part of the, your story, though, that's that's interesting, because then you go from there and you chase a dream, right? Something that, that you had dreamed for a long time. Yeah. Am I correct in that? Uh, you are correct. At that point, my kids were young. They were both born in Texas. And I decided, you know, um, 
11 years crossing the border was kind of, you know, pushing at that point. I mean, I was there during all the, the Zetas and the, the um, El Chapo wars that were going on. So yeah. I was dodging a lot of battles. Not a back safe and time to be going back and forth. It was not a safe time yes. being in Mexico, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so I kind of felt like it, I kind of pushed my luck. It was time to make a change. And I wanted my kids to kind of go back and, and experience where I grew up, yeah. you know, and be around my family, their grandma and grandpa, their aunts and uncles and cousins and all that. And so we decided to make that move. And I took my, you know, I like to say my Sony money that I made yeah. for over 12 years and invested in a, in a restaurant, which was kind of a dream of mine at the time. I'd spent, you know, 10 years in Southern California and then, of course, another 11 years in South Texas. And I was experienced at all this Mexican food, you know, yeah. tacos and burritos and all these things. And so I had this crazy idea to open Mexican restaurants. Well, and, so. and anybody that knows you, Kevin, yeah. um, I've just known you for about a year. I really like you, but I really, really, really like the food you make. <laughs> you you <laughs> well, love to, to It is cook a passion of mine. I enjoy is. it. You, I enjoy you it. You don't it's, have to hang around you very long. You it's know like that. therapy. You know, it yeah. really is. And uh, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And uh, it's kind of a, a family thing for us, yeah. you know, is that we hang out and, and cook. Well, you know, anybody that's hanging around you gets a lot of enjoyment out of it as well. Too, yeah, sure. I, I, I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So you, you basically take everything that you have mm -hmm. at the time. You have a family now, two kids. You move back to Arkansas and you invest it all in a restaurant. You're going to launch this restaurant. And you told me before that you were even thinking at some point maybe franchising. And how, how long did you do that? I did it for a long, tough two years. Yeah, yeah. It was the hardest two years of my life. Yeah. I, I think I took maybe four days off in two years. So you're working, working, yeah. working. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, you and I are on a boat together. We're just visiting. And I asked you the question, just, just wanting to get to know you even better. And I said, so what was one of the lowest points in your life? And what did you say? Well, that's an easy one because it was during that time period. It was that it was probably actually maybe two weeks before I actually closed the restaurant that I realized that I can't, I can't sail the ship any longer. It's going down, yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, it was that point that I was like, okay, I just invested all my money, two years of my time. Uh, here I'm, you know, 44, 45 years old. I think I was 44 at that time. And, you know, what am I going to do? You know, not only what am I going to do, but now I've let my wife, my kids down, my employees, you know, all my friends. So you're, that, you're carrying all the yeah, burdens. Yeah, I was carrying all that burden. It's not just a, a yeah. crushed dream. It's the burdens of, uh, of letting people down. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was a big part of it. Wow. And, uh, you know, I just put so much into it. And, uh, you know, I just didn't know what I was going to do, you know. Yeah. And, and the idea of I've, I've got to tell these people that, sorry, we're closing and you're not going to have a job, you know. And uh, obviously, you know, I'd been a good provider for my family up until that point. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd always provided for them. We'd made a good living and good lifestyle. And and now I'm like, we're getting ready to lose it all. Yeah. And uh, so it was a tough time. There's no doubt. You, you know, Kevin, when you told me that on the boat a few weeks ago, that's where I knew I had to have you on this podcast because uh, who, who among us in this audience hasn't had low moments in life, who hasn't felt dreams crushed, who hasn't felt the weight of letting other people down. And this podcast is all about the, the power of choices, the importance of choices. But as you and I kept talking about that on the boat, um, it just led to even more and more conversation that I think the audience could really connect with because um, there wasn't a period after that. Like the, the story, your story didn't end after that. It was a no. low moment. Um, the lowest moment of your life, but yeah. here you are years later, right? Yeah. 
uh, seven You're years still later. still alive. I'm still alive. You still have still your family. Going. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and isn't that true then, again, for all of us, we, we have those low moments. But do you remember what you said to me when I said, um, so what happened after that? Well, several things. I, I think uh, the one that stu stood out the most, you know, is it, 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 we talked about, you know, I felt like a failure, you know, at that point. And, uh, and I'd mentioned something is like, you know, if you don't fail in life, then you're not probably doing anything. That's exactly, oh, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. That's so good because that was the part that connected with me when you said that, because I think everyone's failed or most everybody's failed yeah. at something. But if you haven't, are you really going after life? Like yeah. you went after a dream. I did. Yeah. But the, the difficult thing is in that moment, like right now it's seven years later and you're looking back and you can talk about, but in that moment, it's just the, the, the oh, raw yeah. emotions of feeling like a failure. Why'd you feel like a failure though? Well, I mean, I think it was just that it, I felt so exposed, you know, I'd, I'd been gone, you know, I had my military career and then, you know, a, a good uh, career in corporate security and, and, uh, I came home after 25 years of, you know, being away, not living there. And I really just put it all out there. And so it wasn't, I failed in a, a city of 10 million people. I failed in a, a small town that everybody knew me. Everybody knew you. You grew yeah. up there, your family yeah. was there. And so that yeah. was, you know, it was, it was, it was hard, you know, yeah. to deal with that. Yeah. And so I uh, just had to get through that, you know? Well, and the other side of it too is your story leading up to it, right? Like you Marine Corps, success, success, success. You get out, you go into personal security and corporate security and success, success. Mm -hmm. Then you go after this dream mm -hmm. and it felt like failure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It did. Yeah. It did. And I keep saying felt like, because I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to call it failure, right? Because is it really a failure to go after a dream? put everything into it and it just doesn't work I mean absolutely you you know in hindsight you look at that and that's that is true you know yeah. and uh you know speaking of that I'll, I'll I'll talk about this book a little bit because and and I'll go back I think I've already told you this story but you know I, I remember going to my pasture it's in Jonesboro Arkansas at that time uh he actually became a pretty good friend of mine and his name Terry Watson and you're and talking about at the time at the ta this was everything yeah right back. actually yeah. i think it was right after i closed and then so I you're right in the middle of oh this yeah low point okay. oh yeah absolutely okay. yeah and i remember going into him and you know and, and just kind of telling you know wh where i was at and how i felt and um you know and i just told him i said i really feel like i'm letting my family down you know yeah. and, and he gave me a big hug and i'll never forget it and he just said kevin he goes you're not letting your family down. He goes, yeah. trust me. He goes, you're going to be all right. And your family will be all right. And he gave me this book, yeah. you know, yeah. failing forward. And I know that we've By had John this conversation. John Maxwell. John Maxwell. Yeah. yeah. And I read this book. I've read it three times now, actually. Yeah. And so um, if Terry's listening, I still have your book, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many lessons in this book, you know, that, that are applicable to life, yeah. you know, to get through these tough times. And, um, you know, and, and, Going back to that, it's interesting because I, I mentioned this to you about three weeks ago when we were on the boat. We were talking about this. Well, then a week later, I'm in California and I'm at a dinner with Matt Hayden, our friend Matt yeah, Hayden. Yeah. And so he starts talking about this book. And I go, wait a minute. You, you know, no, I've read that book three times. Really? And so he's like, really? We're going yeah, back and forth. Yeah. And then he tells me an interesting story that he's on a business trip in South Carolina. And one of his friends, a female friend, um, they get talking about this book. And she goes, well, I know John Maxwell and he's here. 
And so he ended up getting introduced to John Maxwell yeah. you know, on that same trip. And he's actually got some ideas where he wants to go with this in the future. But it was interesting that, you know, within a three week period, this has come up two times with two different you know, yeah. conversations. And so yeah. uh, really, really good book. Um, I would recommend it to anybody, you yeah. know, and, and whether or not you've, you know, had failures at some point you're going to. Yep. Yep. And it'll either prepare you or it'll help you get through it afterwards. Either way. When you told me about that book, Kevin, it, it, it connected with me so much because a phrase that I've used in my own life and some of my failures that I've had in the last in the last 10 years as you and I talked, you know, I, I turned 50 in a couple of months. My 40s were not comfortable years for me. They were difficult years at times because I had some failures. And so I would write to myself often, fail fast, fail forward, fail fast, fail forward, fail fast, fail forward. But how did this this book, this idea of failing forward, how did that help you in that moment? You've read it three times, but the first time you read it, you were at the low point in your life. Yeah, absolutely. It, it made me understand that failure is not really a failure. It's just a lesson that you learn, and, and it's okay to fail. Okay, say that again, because that's golden. It's not really failure, it's a... It's a lesson. Yeah, it's a lesson in life, you know, and yeah. uh, you either learn from it or you go through another failure and you learn a harder lesson. It, but at some point, you're going to have to learn from those lessons to get, yeah. you know, which is interesting because you just said that. I like that. And I, this is just one of many quotes in this is like the only way you can get ahead is to fail early, fail often and fail forward. I love that. Fail and that, early, and that, fail often, often and fail, fail forward. forward. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter what age, you know, you, you obviously it's the better, the earlier you learn that lesson, yeah. the quicker you're going to get through it in life. Yeah. But it doesn't matter where you're at in life. You're going to, you know, apply that, you yeah. know, I mean, I think, which is the, the story in here is that Orville Redenbacher, you know, he spent 40 years trying to create the perfect popcorn kettle. He didn't succeed until he was in his early sixties, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so he spent his whole life doing that. And you think it, he, at some point he would have given up, yeah. right? And, yeah. uh, and there's, there's many, many stories like that of very successful people that you, on the, on the outside, you just say, oh, he's successful yeah. and he had it easy. And it, but no, that's not the case. Probably most people that are successful or have had struggles at some yeah. point. Yeah. And well, you're saying most people, I would guess that we would say everyone, like there's yeah. no one that gets through this life. In fact, mm -hmm. if you remember, I said that to you on the boat, I said, no one gets through this life without low points, without failures. Right. And do you remember what you said? I don't remember oh, what good. I said to that. You I don't said, remember. You said, well, unless they're not trying anything. Oh, yeah. Unless they're not trying it. at anything, unless they're yeah. not going after their dreams. Yeah. The truth that's is, good. is anybody that's successful probably looks back and has those low points, those those times of failure. I'm sure they do. Yeah. 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 There's well, thousands of stories, you know, tens of thousands. Yeah. 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 successful people that have had struggles and most people don't know. So it's important to understand that, you know, failure is a part of life. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of whether you're going to get up and keep going and, mm -hmm. and, and work through it. And that's one of the things that I learned through that. I remember somebody was asking me years, a couple years after I went through that, and uh, they were saying, well, what did you learn, you know, from that? And I says, well, I'm not afraid to fail anymore. You know, once you do it and go through it, you're like, okay, yeah. I'm still here, you know, and, and, you, and again, like we said, it's all comes back to a lesson in life. And so I'm still here. Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. You know, you're because again, uh, Kevin, you and I are about the same age. Um, hopefully we get to hang out a lot in the next couple of years. But if we're given another two decades of life, mm -hmm. we're going to fail again at something, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. Hopefully I think we so. fail fast, fail forward. Yeah. But, but the and line that we it. could put is say, 
I'm still here. Yeah. That sounds like a Marine Corps thing to say. I'm still here. It might be. I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot of Marine Corps sayings. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. This is, this is so helpful. I, again, I can guarantee you there's not a single person listening in our audience that isn't in the midst of failure or doesn't look back in the past and have times of failure, those low points in life, or if they're given very much life, aren't going to have those times again in Mm -hmm. the future. So thanks for sharing. But before you go, this is this is the fun part of the show because it's ironic. We call this no gray areas. Mm-hmm. But I ask all of our guests, give me two truths and a lie about yourself and see if we as an audience can figure it out. Okay. Two truths and a lie. I in China, uh, by the way, I was stationed in China as part of my embassy duty. I went on a, a three mile run with uh, former President Jimmy Carter and his wife, Rosalind. Of course, remember, this is 30 years ago. This okay. isn't recently. If anybody knows yeah. how old they are now. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. was a long time ago. Um, I, uh, in Geneva, which was the next place, Geneva, Switzerland, I had breakfast with uh, Vice President Dan Quayle. Another one, um, this, is, this is kind of fun. Um, I rode an elephant in Bangkok, Thailand. Wow. All right, this is tough. So two of those are truths. So mm-hmm. in China, you went running with Jimmy Carter and his wife. Mm-hmm. In Geneva, you had a meal with Vice President? Mm-hmm. Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle. And you wrote an elephant. Man, those all sound like truths to me. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the Dan Quayle one is a lie. That's a good choice. Is it? I yes, got it? You did. I actually did not. He it was interesting. I did meet with him. We had a photo op, but he had breakfast with the ambassador. And after the breakfast, he came out and had a photo op with the Marines. And I do have a picture of that. So. Wow. Okay. So you did get to meet him. Oh, right? I did meet him. Yeah, I've got a picture. So with the tr- one of the truths is you went out for a run with President Jimmy Carter and his wife. That is true. Wow. But you're Marine Recon, so I just want to know, oh, that was did easy. they keep up with you? <laughs> no, we had to keep up with them as far as behind them, you know. Yeah. So it was a slow run. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he won't. Yeah, most president. By the time you're president, you have yeah, I think he was. To, I think he was probably in his early 60s at that time. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, you could run forever. So I could. You, you probably time. were breathing very easily at that. Yeah, it was yeah. an easy run. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. I, I really wanted you on here because again, your story is just like all of us. I love the fact that you can say, I'm still here and I'm glad you're still here, man. Yeah. Good me to have too. you as a friend. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for listening to the No Gray Areas podcast. To dive deeper into the story, be sure to subscribe, follow us on social media and check out nograyareas.com.